At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We've got a fun one for you today as we continue to wind our way through the Hornets 22-23 roster. I know it was an injury-riddled season that certainly put the Hornets a bit off track, but maybe no more significant player to to lose for a significant amount of time than the player we're going to be discussing today. That is LaMelo Ball. He's unstoppable, went on the floor, but unfortunately only on the floor for 36 games in his third season in Purple and Teal. We are going to talk about the season that was. Talk to the man himself, LaMelo Ball. He'll join me here today on the Hornets Hivecast and, of course, talk about his future here with the Charlotte Hornets, the possibilities astronomical with LaMelo at the controls. Helping me talk about LaMelo in his third season here in the Queen City, the senior writer for Hornets com Sam Purley back with us once again. And Sam, great to talk to you as always. LaMelo Ball, he is the focal point for all Hornets fans. Unfortunately, the focus all too often had to be directed towards the bench and what clothes he was wearing to the game because he sat out a lot of time with a variety of injuries, three different ankle sprains, as well as an ankle fracture that inevitably sidelined him for the last 19 games of the season. Yeah, obviously a very tough season for LaMelo, one of a multitude of injuries on the team this year. And it always felt like as soon as he got rolling, something else would kind of pop up. It was, you know, he missed, the, what was it, preseason game, got the, the ankle injury, missed a month, came back for a few games, missed another month, and then came back for maybe another month, and then missed some more games. And then he really started getting rolling maybe in like mid-January to late February. I mean, just stringing off some really, really impressive performances and shooting well and making big plays at the end of games. And it was all kind of just a cruel end to it because by the time he really really started getting rolling and you got to see him play and how enjoyable it was you know just one wrong step in that Detroit game so innocent and inconspicuous at the time and and no one really realized what was happening in the moment too so yeah he was great in 36 games I mean he's absolutely great and I was really impressed with even after missing so much time he came back and was pretty close to being in a rhythm right away it didn't take him too much longer or didn't take him a bunch of games to to re-get that rhythm and that pace and that tempo that he's become so accustomed to. So, yeah, hopefully there's plenty more to come next season. Hopefully it's way more than 36 games next year. It definitely needs to be for the Hornets to have a, a real true shot at some significant success. 36 games, the fewest he's played in a season in his professional career with the Charlotte Hornets. Rookie year, of course, shortened due to COVID already. Plus, he had the break in his wrist. Ended up playing 51 games in that season still. But 
even with all of the injuries, and that's obviously the, the headline for the season for the Charlotte Hornets and LaMelo Ball as well, the subhead, the hidden secret for a lot of the NBA was he was much, much better on the floor in year three than he's ever been in his Hornets career. And that's saying something because he had an all-star season the campaign before. Career highs in points per game, 23.3 per contest, and assists per game, 8.4 per game. Had he played enough games to qualify, he would have been 21st in the NBA in scoring and 5th in assists. He had potentially all NBA numbers last season. Granted, it's in a smaller sample size, but nonetheless, what he was able to do out there on the floor, it's very much comparable with the All-NBA numbers we saw the season before from, say, a Chris Paul. He made All-NBA third team, I believe, uh, in the 21-22 campaign at 14.7 points per game and 10.8 assists per game. Led the league in assists. Lamelo wouldn't have done that. He would have been top five, but the scoring so much significantly higher and you would imagine that having LaMelo Ball on the floor for, say, another, I don't know, 40 games probably would have influenced winning a whole heck of a lot more for the Charlotte Hornets as well. So I don't think this season was lost by any stretch for LaMelo. I think it was undiscovered. I think it was something where it flew under the radar for a lot of NBA fans and a lot of NBA pundits, and they just kind of wrote the Hornets off there, not realizing how much better LaMelo was on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I would say... uh almost like the word incomplete comes to mind it just you, you felt like you know if you look at those numbers and I agree there have been many times since the ankle injury I look back and it's like wow 23 points six and a half rebounds eight and a half assists which occur high one steal I mean if you play another 40 games and, and you know a lot of things can happen those can balance out a little bit if you double the sample size but there's got to be a really short list of guys that have averaged 23 six eight and a steal at that age in the NBA history I mean I'd have to look it up afterwards but it, it's got to be really really elite company and that makes it i guess exciting at the same time it's like a, it's like a balance and i don't know how you necessarily feel about it but it's like this balance of you're, you're really excited about the progress you made this year but you also feel like you're hungry for wanting more because you want to see what it would have been like if he had played those you know let's say 65 70 75 games or something like that so i find myself kind of being like really encouraged because it did feel like when he was on the floor i mean he's such a difference maker on all on on the offensive side in particular, the pace, the way he can like find guys in the corners, the playmaking, the shooting. I mean, he took a number of steps this year, and it felt like he never really got to see the full thing out just because of the injuries. And it's come for a few games, sit out a month, come back for a handful of games, sit out a month, and then kind of capped it off with a, with a season-ending injury with about six weeks to go, too. So, yeah, I don't know how you feel about it. I feel very encouraged by what we saw because you definitely saw the progress, but also made me hungry because I, w- I wanted to see more because it's not even from a basketball standpoint or from like the team success standpoint he's just so fun to watch I mean it just as a strictly just a fan we I think both love watching him because you never know what you're going to see because every night it has the potential to see something really really unique and rare for a player of his age and experience well and he's truly one of those players where anything can happen on the floor including something you just so seldom see in an NBA game he is just a breathtaking talent and some of the things that he does on the floor almost routinely are so out of the ordinary even for NBA elites that's what makes it so fun to watch and cover LaMelo Ball from a substance standpoint head coach Steve Clifford talked a lot about how much better he got defensively from day one of 
training camp to when he went out due to the injury, both as an on-ball defender and just generally speaking, fitting in to the concept while still standing out and doing some of those things that only LaMelo can do, anticipating plays and passes and able to make things happen. And then also from a substance standpoint, he ended incredibly strong. In February, his final month playing, that was uh, right there on either end of the All-Star break before the ankle fracture against Detroit, he had 23 points per game. Not his best scoring month, but pretty close to it. His best scoring month was December. He had 25 points per game that one, but 23.6 points per game. Eight rebounds, almost nine assists per contest, and he shot 42% from three that month. His best month shooting from three this season and the best month of his career for any month in which he had played at least 10 games. There were a couple where he played like five or seven and he got really hot for a couple of games, and so that kind of outweighs the averages. But for a month where he plays at least 10 games to shoot 42% from three, you're elite. LaMelo is elite of the elite. He had an incredible season while on on the floor. Unfortunately, we have to beat up that caveat a lot with uh, not just LaMelo, but with a lot of players, but still it doesn't take away from his brilliance on the floor. We're going to let you hear from LaMelo Ball in just a moment. He sits down with me after this here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sam Farber back here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, and now it's time for the man you've all been waiting for. Without further ado, let's welcome back LaMelo Ball here to the Hornets Hivecast. LaMelo, thanks so much for joining us. Always appreciate your time. First off, uh, it's been a little while since uh, we've spoken with you here since the injury and your recovery from surgery. How are you feeling right now? Right, Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. I mean, ankle feeling a little better day by day, so I'm just trying to get healthy now. In terms of your timeline, Coach talked a lot about how important summer is for building yourself up for the start of the next season. How confident are you you'll have enough time to not only be 100% for training camp and the start of next season, but attack this offseason the way you would like to? Yeah, I'm confident. I mean, I feel like, well, we got like five months or something. So, yeah, I feel like I got more than enough time to get back right and get healthy and even stronger and strengthen it. So, yeah, definitely feel good about it. Injuries, unfortunately, have been the the main story for the Hornets overall yeah. this season. What are your takeaways looking back on the campaign, seeing how you personally and the team collectively has dealt with the, the frustrations of so many guys being absent? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a lot of ups and downs. So as long as you got more ups than downs, I mean, that's pretty much good. I mean, we got through the season. I'm still here, everyone alive and stuff. So life's still well. I mean, going to next season, tackle that, and hopefully we have a great one. I mean, I feel like we already paid our dues. Everyone getting hurt here. So hopefully have some luck next year. Everybody, you know, feeling better, getting healthier and stronger, and then have a great season. Basketball gods owe you and the Hornets a lot, right? <laughs> I ain't going to say nobody owes anything, but, yeah, that would be nice. In terms of how the injuries impacted you, obviously you missed a lot of games, so that's one way it did. But also in many of the games you were on the floor, a lot of your running mates weren't. Just injuries hitting guys yeah, at different yeah. times. Right, and then get one back, and then the next one go down. Somebody else will come back, and then the next one, yeah, yeah, just like trading out. So 
No it's question crazy. about it. And in some of those games where you were on the floor, even though you're scoring and your assist rate, all of that was career highs, your shooting percentage took a little bit of a hit. And I'm sure some of that is the added attention on you that could be applied because maybe Terry Rozier isn't on the floor with you. Maybe Gordon Hayward isn't on the floor right. with you. Can you describe what the impact was just not only dealing with your own injuries, but dealing with injuries for other people and how that impacted the way teams could cover you and the rest of your teammates? Uh, yeah, it was just tough for the whole team. I mean... You never really knew the, the whole five you had. It was always just changing up because, like you said, people was going down and coming back. But, I mean, you, you know, we finished the season and everybody got to have a good summer and just get healthy. There is still a lot of positive to take yeah, away right. from the season, some highlights. What was one highlight for you, either a play, a game, something that you'll take away, remember from this season? I ain't going to lie. I'm really just thinking about getting healthy for real. I can't, I can't even think about this season. Kind of just dropped it for real. How excited are you about next season of the promise, not just hopefully having better luck injury-wise, but seeing the development, the growth of some young guys that are hungry and ready to help contribute? I love seeing Bryce out there and Mark, definitely seeing them going. You know, the young guys getting some more playing time, just seeing them, you know, get better and better. So that was was nice to watch. And just getting our players better, too. Definitely, like you said, with with Mark having him have a real big summer, that's going to be big. Him coming back. And then, yeah, pretty much just getting our young dudes in the gym and everybody getting better. One thing that was brand new for you this season, just due to the time that you came into the NBA, was being able to fully participate with the community through Hornets Foundation events and whatnot. The pandemic took so much away from so many people in the community. Mm -hmm. What was it like getting to be out there amongst the people really fully for the first time for a full season? Yeah, no, it was nice. I mean, just seeing everybody back out there, fans cheering, you know, the whole atmosphere loud and stuff, so it was definitely nice to have that back. Getting to see all those uh, Hornets number 1 jerseys out there right. again, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Lamella, in terms of your goals for next season, as I mentioned, you had career highs and points, assists, I'm sure, playing in uh, 65, 70 games, whatever it is, yeah. uh, would, would be first and foremost. But what personal goals do you have looking ahead to next season? Yeah, definitely just getting healthy and then us making the playoffs, you know. Just doing the best we could. I mean, like I said, making playoffs and getting healthy, they're my main ones. How much does it drive you that at this stage of your career, a lot of it through no fault of your own, just injuries and bad luck, it has not allowed you to get there yet? How much are you looking forward to what that experience will be like? Well, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. I mean, that's why we're here, playing basketball. Love to do it. Just looking forward to winning and making the playoffs. We're looking forward to you doing it as well. Lamo, thanks for your time today and all throughout the season. Uh, Hopefully next year when we have this season-end conversation, it'll be in uh, June. Yes, sir. Have a good one, brother. Thank, Thank you, Lamella. You. Yeah, have a good one. We'll be back in just a moment. Sam Purley back in the booth with me. After this, we'll talk about what we just heard from Lamelo Ball right here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Sam Farber here now with Sam Perley back in the booth. We just got a chance to talk to LaMelo Ball. And Sam, you got a chance to hear the interview. Your thoughts on several of the topics LaMelo touched on, his recovery, his anticipation for the summer, and uh, the thing he harped on the most, wanting to win and wanting to make the playoffs. Well, for starters, obviously it sounds like he's feeling good right now. It's been, I think, what close to two months since the, the ankle injury. And it's obviously never something you want to do going into the offseason is recovering from an injury. But as Steve Clifford said during exit interviews, that is a little bit of a silver lining, as we like to, the term we like to use on this show so often, to having a longer offseason. It gives you a longer amount of time in the summer to kind of recover from stuff and get healthy. So that's good. And it's, um, I think overall, I think he and, and a bunch of other leaders on the team, everything, I think they've done a good job of kind of taking away the positives from the season. It was a very tough season and it did feel like, you know, LaMelo made a good point is it wasn't even so much the injuries. It always felt like the timing of the injuries. It, it, you get one guy back and then as soon as he comes back without fail, it felt like a game later, another guy went down, almost like they were all tied together. And just from an emotional standpoint, how tough that can be, not even from a basketball strategy standpoint, but for guys that everyone seemed to kind of go through their own thing and to see somebody that you care about and train with and, and, and spend so much time together deal with the same thing, I, I think it's kind of overlooked sometimes the emotional toll this season can take with guys constantly having to miss time. because That's a really hard thing to deal with and you get healthy and you rehab and you go through all this stuff. I mean, to rehab Lamelo's sprained ankle and to come back and then have to kind of reset it all over again. I think we kind of look at just the physical standpoint sometimes of all these injuries, but there's a big emotional toll that it can take, not only for you, but your teammates as well, seeing you go down. So I think he and, and Terry and the other guys, I think they've done a really good job of kind of compartmentalizing the season. I don't want to use the term like it's a lost season or anything, but I think there was a lot of good, but it's also something I think they want to kind of wipe away and move forward and take a next step. It's hopefully that's out of our system. Hopefully there's much better luck next year from the injuries because I don't want to be on this podcast a year from now talking about injuries again, as I'm sure you don't either. But yeah, I think there's a good balance between kind of taking away the positive this season. You saw a lot of, as Lamella mentioned, saw a lot of the young guys play towards the end of the year, saw them make steps. And now it's about hoping for better luck, everybody taking a, a big step forward this summer with the internal development, getting healthy, and then kind of getting this thing back on track next season. And, and yeah, hopefully a year from now in the playoff conversation for sure no question about it the, the tone i generally got from lamello not one of acceptance of how things went down i don't think anyone's pleased with how many injuries occurred or the impact it had understandably on the team's record but just understanding that this was the reality for the team that there were more games without at least two significant star starting pieces for the Charlotte Hornets or three or four than there were games where everyone was available. Certainly everyone that was anticipated to be available from the end of the previous season. It was just a body blow after body blow after body blow situation to the Hornets that it was almost impossible for really any team to overcome. And while a lot of the outside noise is about patience and how much patience will LaMelo in particular have for not being in the playoffs yet, I think the tone you get from LaMelo is, again, understanding that it's very hard to make the playoffs, as we've seen in the NBA this year. I mean, you're looking at eight seeds right now that have multiple All-Stars actively in their prime on the roster, and they're just squeaking in through the play-in tournament. Charlotte is a team that seems to have those pieces in place, but just like with those other squads I'm, I'm referencing here, if you pull two all-stars off those teams and say now play 45 of your games without them 
it's not going to go well. And that was the reality that the Charlotte Hornets dealt with all season long. So I think there's a good level of understanding about what the reality of the situation is and not saying that that's an okay thing to have continually happen. You, you, you want to continue to make strides forward, both individually and collectively, but you can't just forget about the fact that all of these things did happen to the Hornets in a very short amount of time. Yeah, I like that you said it's it's not really like an acceptance thing. It's more of and it's it's a term that I think has been used a lot in terms of exit interviews. You control what you can control. And a lot of this the injury stuff is just stuff you can't control. It just happens. And I thought Mitch made a really good point in reference of they've had really good injury luck the last few years. And sometimes maybe it's the basketball gods like you referenced. You just have a year where it feels like everything goes wrong in terms of a guy gets hurt, comes back, another guy gets hurt, comes back. And you can obviously control the internal stuff. You control the external stuff in terms of drafting and adding in free agency. But there is a lot of luck in this. You just got to have your guys available. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And a good example right now is you look at the Sacramento Kings. Now, they've obviously got two all-star talents in, in De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis. They missed 56 games this year total across the roster with injuries. 56 games. I think the next closest team was like 114. So, And to put it in perspective, LaMelo personally missed 46 yeah, games. I think the Hornets were up near like in the – I think the highest thousand was maybe like – No, it thousand. wasn't 1,000. <laughs> it wasn't quite that high. I'm not even sure that was mathematically possible. I think it was up in like the 200s. Like a, the, I think the league leader was up in the, like the 250s or 260s. So the Kings have obviously made big steps. I mean, the three seed in the West, and they've they've surrounded their two core pieces with talent, drafted well and added guys and made good trades. But a lot of that is luck. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. They're a very good team, but you need some luck sometimes in this situation. You look at the Milwaukee Bucks last year, not having Chris Middleton in the second round probably was a major reason why they didn't win that second round series against Boston. So you control what you can control, and then hopefully the basketball gods, as we've referenced again, will shine down a little brighter next season. It won't be nearly... Injuries are going to happen, but hopefully not to the extent that they happen this year. Because again, I don't want to be talking about them a year from now, as I'm sure you don't either. Neither do I. The basketball gods owe us a lot. The last few podcasts like this, these player profiles that we've had, it's been all players who are in the final year of their deal or in a contract year. And so we would have this part of the podcast to talk about what does it look like if they come back? What is their relationship, so to speak, with the NBA? And where is their standing right now all of it really positive for the guys uh, who are in that situation right now for Charlotte. For LaMelo, uh, while I said, you know, patience is something a lot of outside voices keep talking about for how patient will LaMelo be and, and, and whatnot. I think we need to tell fans to be a little patient here because even though LaMelo will be extension eligible, there are a variety of factors for him that could make this be a, a longer wait than some fans might want it to be. First and foremost, there are financial incentives to being an all-NBA player, and because he only played in 30-some games last season, made it very difficult to be it. And as I indicated, if you just take his 23 points, 8 assists per game, and stretch that over double his games, basically get him to the threshold he'd need to be to really qualify to compete for an All-NBA spot, those numbers are going to get you in the conversation for an All-NBA spot. So that's one factor here that I think fans need to have some patience on, and that's one thing that could come into play here as we go into the summer. Yeah, and to touch on a point that I think I made in, in an earlier question or answer, he's going to keep getting better. I and mean, I think we lose perspective sometimes that he's 21 years old. I mean, there's guys coming into the draft this year that are two or three years older than him. I think it just it feels like because he is he's taken such big steps to start his NBA career and they see him play, this is a guy that's playing like he's been in the league for 10 years. It's still crazy. And he hasn't even played. You know, he had the abbreviate, I mean, the injury this first year. I mean, I don't know what his total games total in the NBA is at this point. I can look it up. 162. So about two full seasons 
of NBA basketball underneath his belt in terms of games played. I mean, that's not a ton. And to be at this point, I mean, to see the numbers he put up this year when he was healthy, I mean, I think the sky is the limit. I mean, just tremendous talent. Mitch Kupitesh talked about during the exit interviews. Best thing is, again, continuing to get stronger. I think that's something that's going to come just naturally with getting older and more physically developed. But I'm really excited to see the next steps he takes this summer. Hopefully he can kind of recover quickly, get back on the court. And um, I know he, know he wants to win. I think every guy on the team has kind of made it evident that you know this was a tough year, but there's no reason that – because this was a tough year that they can't get back to where they wanted to be to start the year next year. You know, things can move quickly in the NBA. I mean, we saw it this year. Sometimes when it feels like everything goes wrong all at once, sometimes everything clicks all at once and then you have a big year and it just kind of gets rolling a little bit. So yeah, I think right on point. I think he wants to win. And I think teammates, organization, everybody is kind of right there with him. Hopefully the timing works out and the basketball gods do shine down on the Hornets. As I mentioned, LaMelo last year, even though only 36 games, in terms of the averages, career year in points, in assists, he shot 37% from three, which was very strong. It's above NBA average, and suffice it to say, if he continues to improve, which no doubt he will, he'll have an even better career season in year four in purple and teal. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks, as always, to Sam Purley for joining me here in studio today. Thanks to our producer, Rob Longo, for putting this podcast together. Most of all, thanks to all of you for tuning in. We'll have another player profile edition coming up in a couple of days right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.